When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think I've ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, well, it plays by our old, or your old apartment slash my current apartment <laughs> right. every Saturday night, I think. Really? Have you seen it there? No, no. Oh. I haven't seen the movie in like since I was a teenager. I saw Room, which feels like a similar situation where people like throw stuff at the screen and like cheer along to the movie. The Room? room? The Room? The Room. Oh, oh my God. Uh, room is the Brie Larson, <laughs> yes. Jacob Tremblay movie. I was like, right. I wouldn't compare those two movies. <laughs> no, not um, The Room. Or no, not Room. The Room. The Room. It's confusing. They're yeah. very similar titles. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, the changes everything. Ugh. You know, the original title of A Chorus Line was just chorus line and then mm. they added a uh, to it so it'll be the first in all the Broadway listings oh. in order. Marketing, ladies and gentlemen, and then it won the Pulitzer and ran for 15 years. All because of that uh. All because of that uh. Should we be uh. a two gay mats? Uh, we should! <laughs> Ariana Grande would sing a song about it. She'd hey. be like, uh. Yes. Two gay mats. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it's another week, our final week of whole week. There, her whole month 30 for Matt <laughs> whole Palmer. Whole 30 is what it's called. Whole, oh, whole 30. Whole 30, yes. Whole, where did I get whole month? I don't 30? know. I heard a whole month or Guys, a whole week. I just got back from work, a very stressful day at the Was restaurant. Was it stressful? Yes, because the Super Bowl's coming. So, like, one oh, of the playoff games or whatever yes. happened. So, my brain is scrambled eggs at the moment. Yeah. You know what? We're making it through. How is your digestive system? <laughs> My digestive system is good. We're working through it. It's only, what, a few days until it's been 30 days for us. Because we didn't start exactly on January 1st. I think oh. we started on the 3rd or something. Oh. So it'll be February. It'll be Wednesday at midnight that mm. we'll be having a glass of champagne. Oh, my God. For, for the big bro- Celebrity Big Brother premiere. Oh, that's when it premieres? Oh, Wednesday night? We'll be talking about that cast. Uh, we will. It's different than what we thought. It's exactly what I thought <laughs> it was going to be. Get out there of here. There were a lot of, I felt like, you know, rumors going around that like a Nini, a Tiffany Pollard. Was like, of course, the, no. And the rumors were, were absolutely <laughs> objective. The second they were posted, I was like, hi, these are fake. Goodbye. Why? Because they were just like too good. Yes. And because like there's always like weird spoilers and rumors mm. before every Big Brother season, not even the celebrity Big Brother seasons. Yeah. Um, like the regular seasons. And we're all just like, guys, not real. guys, stop sharing these rumors. They're fake. I'm tired of rumors starting. And that's what Lindsay told us back in the day. I know. Back in 04, I want to say. Sure. Why Let's not? See, that's right. I, so wait, how was your week? My week was very good. Yes. I did something I haven't done you in do? over half a decade. Oh, what is that? I had a steak dinner. Oh, what? Yes. In what situation? I don't see well, you with okay. a steak offer. So we all know about the couch. <laughs> Not the Alanis Morissette song. The thing that is uh, supposed to come to my the apartment. The couch is great. Iconic though. song. Great song. Uh, the thing that is supposed to come to my apartment on or before February 14th that was supposed to arrive on or before November 1st. Mm. So, um... Yes. Because I have been waiting for the couch for very long, and my good friend Connor has let me borrow like an older couch that is was in his garage. Okay. And so he like got it to his friend's truck, drove it down, and it's now sitting in my apartment as a placeholder for the real couch that I spent money on. <laughs> of course. So I told Connor, 
I was like, I am gonna buy you a steak dinner oh, to pay you for. Is that it. something he would like? Is that very? He is very much a steak gentleman. All right. I mean, he. I picked him up and he had a mohawk that I told him. Oh. To, I, ever since I knew him, I was like, you should get a mohawk. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. How's it look on him? It looks great. Oh, I was good so for excited. Connor. So, so you know, mohawk people, I feel like tend to be steak people. Sure. sure all right. They I eat, believe you. They eat meat, or they they're totally vegan, one or the other. <laughs> um, but so I was like, so I took Connor to Outback Steakhouse mm. because I wasn't gonna, you know, I was like, listen, girl, it's not gonna be like a fancy. Steak of course, dinner. no. Um, it's as fancy as the couch you let you borrow. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I and he's like, I'm happy with Outback, and also because I wanted a blooming onion. Oh. So we went to Outback Steakhouse, and then we went back to his place, and I, I didn't make him watch Tick Tick Boom, okay. but I suggested like, oh, I really love to see this again, you made and him. he hadn't seen it yet, and his other friend uh, um, recommended it, so we watched Tick Tick Boom. How do you like it? He liked it a lot, Good. of course. I mean, uh, I was crying on the couch the whole time, so I really liked it even more the second wow. time. Wow. Um, but yeah, so what else did I do? I don't know. I worked. Mm-hmm. I chilled. I started uh, Survivor, uh, the first all-star season. All right. How are you liking it's it? It's very good. good. It's not as good as the first Big Brother all-star season, mm. but what can you do? But it's still great. We stand Sheehan in this household. What year is this happening? Like. She- in Two, real life 2003 I believe wow. it was I know I have That's a, so long ago I know I have a long way to go Like Mariah said Long ago <laughs> So So I've uh, um, I'm almost done uh, Season 8 of Survivor mm-hmm. I have like Over 30 something more to go Before I'm all caught up On all the Survivors And that's been my life I love that for you Steak and Survivor what All right, about you, Matt Palmer. What so, have you been doing, Matt Steele? I am going to tell you a story. Oh Jesus God, this <laughs> sounds stressful. I'm tell you a story. I've been requested by my partner boyfriend Jackson to be nice in the story. Okay, because you never know what could happen in the future. But so last time I saw you was when Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday night. Um. I guess I should start earlier. Okay. When okay. we moved in, I would say we were here for about a week. Okay. An upstairs neighbor who will call. Grandpa. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, who's not, who's our age, but whatever. Came down, brought us a postcard with his number on it, and was like, oh, it's so great to meet you. Welcome to the neighborhood. Also, like, if there's a way you could turn the bass down on your theater system, like, it's coming upstairs a little bit, could you turn it down? And okay. we were like, oh, absolutely. Sure. We turned it down. It was, you know, all good, yes. in my opinion. Okay. So after we did two gay mats, I believe on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, it was an hour later. I was doing something else for Matt Palmer Music. One of my New Year's resolutions, by the way, is that I do something for Matt Palmer Music every month. So try to hold me to that. Okay. Um, but as I'm finishing it up, I'm like, oh, this is, I don't know if this went well. I don't know, whatever, whatever. But I wasn't even singing. I was like, you know, just editing things, whatever. Okay. Uh, I get an email. An email. From Grandpa. Okay, Grandpa. Grandpa has written us an email saying like, Hi. Uh, I don't know if there's a way to say this without sounding like a grouch, but we need to talk about the amount of noise coming from your apartment. Uh, We have been here for three years and we've never had a problem with another tenant, uh, Uh, but we feel like there's always music going on after work hours and sometimes late. So, meaning I assume between from six until 10 or 11 during the week. Okay. And it's becoming a bit of a problem for us. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay. I took note of this. Okay. <laughs> I may have been up a lot of the night crafting a response email. Okay. That was essentially like, and the thing is, I believe that grandma has a job that um, it has different hours than most people do. I okay. believe she must go to bed a bit early, okay. wake up a little early, things like that. Okay, Which, grandma. you know, if you're living in an apartment, if that's your situation, 
one would buy earplugs or a white noise machine. There are options, but okay. all I'm saying. So I wake up, I write back, I, I do whatever I can do. Um, but th- that being said, I, it, it, I, I just was wondering why it was upsetting me so much over the course of the week. Okay. And I was like, is it because I want people to like me? I care if they like me. And I'm like, I don't think it's that. I just, I feel like I'm a person that prides myself on like being you know, a good neighbor, a kind person, like someone who's just like interacting in the world in a way that's respectful. Okay. And like there were some lines on the initial email that I felt were not that. Okay. Um, and so moving forward, we'll be recording the podcast here a little earlier. Just okay. so when we do that, we don't bother the grandparents. Okay, of course. The grandchildren <laughs> yes. need to, you know, be aware of the grandparents' schedule. We got yes, and we've rearranged the speakers in here, so we're not even going to be using the home theater system as much. See those those little sono speakers that are closer to the ear of the couch and uh, not like touching the ground, uh, so maybe won't be vibrating. You know, doing what we can. For the grandparents. grandparents. Yes. But Matt Steele, as someone who's lived with me. Yes. Wouldn't you say I keep pretty normal hours? Very much so. (laughs) Thank you. The only time like something would be irregular is if like we had to like film a two gay Matt's video like past 11 and we had to listen to a song for like three minutes. I know. Um, And you know, we're yapping away at two gay (laughs) Matt's. But but, like we never got a single. A single. Which is interesting because like, you know, you are very respectful (laughs) in terms of hours and everything. Yes. But your voice (laughs) resonates. I do. My much. voice carries. Your voice, voice carries. To keep it down. Your voice. Your voice carries much. It you're, does. You're, you're a natural singer. I mean, darling. as a vocalist, I think that's a good out. thing. I got to get to the back of the house. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're you're there for the Apollo. You I can am. hit the back. I got to hit the for back for the people who got the balcony seats. Yes. Um. So your voice does resonate. But he mentioned specifically like speakers. You're not like a oh I'm going to watch TV until three in the morning. Thank type you. Girl. And that's the thing is the lines of uh, after work hours and sometimes late made me think okay. Are you getting upset with us about noise being made from our apartment before 10 p.m.? Yeah, because that's... Because that's... Some would call it unreasonable. I have not gone to that length because I am being nice about the situation. Yeah, and I actually have taken note in the 10 years that I lived with you. Like, yeah. Matt Palmer really does not listen to music like out like out loud yes. past the hours of like 10. Yes. Like, you know, yes. I assume Absolutely you like I earbud don't. it. I'm always in the earbud. I'm yeah. always, even when I wake up a little early and Jackson's still asleep, I will watch the TV with my headphones. I'm like, I, oh, yeah. before... Ahead of many people, I'm a headphone wearer. So this is all. I just feel like we the confusion and the issue is based on scheduling more than okay. anything. I think it is the idea that they believe between six and ten to be quiet time. That's not. That's not society. Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I didn't. Sorry. I didn't say it, Jackson. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how society it's works. Not. But you know, you want to try to like whatever you can yes. to help. You want to do because you want to be respectful. And that's what we wrote back. We had a whole email that I feel like is barely clearly written by me at the beginning and Jackson at the end. <laughs> Jackson threw in some exclamations, threw in some smiley Smiley, faces. Some hearts. I was all periods. (laughs) I was like, hello. (laughs) Interesting. This came as a shock. Uh, <laughs> he made me change shock to surprise, which I don't know the difference, but whatever. <laughs> there's a clear, there's very much a difference. I was like, in tone. this was a shock to receive. <laughs> and um, I mean, shock is iconic. <laughs> I like, mean, it was a shock. There's, I, there's a big difference between shock and surprise. I don't say, in my heart, I really didn't feel like it's different, but I guess I'm hearing it's it different. Is, it is, yes. <laughs> but my reaction was true shock mm-hmm. so you know what moving forward we're all going to evolve and make sure everyone's happy and healthy and everyone's as comfortable as possible especially but, you know the grandparents they're more vulnerable and susceptible to you know yes. COVID out there I mean 
if only the grandparents were grandparent age, then that was, would make a lot more sense. Okay, yes. <laughs> and they're not. Um, but that's what's happening. That is why Matt Steele is over here at 6 p.m. Okay. Hopefully between 6 and 7 is not. Good thing we have the microphones close to us. We do. It catches, every, it every, catches syllable. every syllable here. So we're going to see how it goes going forward. But outside of one thing that I feel like I'm going to try not to bring up until giving you moments, but I'll probably launch into it earlier. Okay. Uh, that was the big thing that happened to me this week. All right. Well, I wish you the best in your family journey. You know, <laughs> Thank every family you. like has like their squab- like quibbles and everything. It's but, you know, very true. Blood is thick. Blood is thicker than water. And- okay. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, and they are family. This is going to come. All right. Oh, we should we dive into new idiots? Let's dive into like new idiots. Let's go. Okay. Well, um, this is going to come up later. Okay. But Janet Jackson's documentary uh, was released on Friday and Saturday. It was a two-night event. So Friday, there was a two-hour part of the documentary. And then Saturday, there was a two-hour part of the documentary. I watched all four hours on Saturday because I literally sneezed like three times. And I was like, oh, I have COVID. Better stay in bed. (laughs) It's not even like I'm going to like watch a video. No. Like not even going to watch anything? You just like laid in bed? No, I mean, we have a TV in the bedroom. And so the two hours in the morning when I was like, I have COVID, I watched the first two hours. And then later in the evening when it became more clear that I did not have COVID. Uh (laughs) And I also had tested the day before and didn't have it. Whatever. I watched the second two hours. The point is I was in bed watching Janet Jackson for four hours in a row. And this will come up more. But one moment that I think we should talk about up top is that in the last hour of the documentary, Janet has filmed a selfie video that didn't match any of the rest of the documentary in which she's basically like... (laughs) Honestly, here's what she says. Honestly, this whole thing was blown way out of proportion. And of course, it was an accident that should not have happened. But everyone is looking for someone to blame. And that's got to stop. Justin and I are very good friends. And we will always be very good friends. We spoke just a few days ago. He and I have moved on. And it's time for everyone else to do the same. I think that is such a lovely sentiment. A beautiful thing to say. Yes. My answer is no. Okay. <laughs> I just, I mean, no, we'll go back to it when we get back there. Yeah. Uh, because, yes, we're going to talk about this more. Okay. I think it's really great that she has a forgiving heart. Yes, of I course. I think it's a lovely thing to forgive and to move on. It seems like Britney was in the same boat. She dances to his music on Instagram and, like, his her diatribes about him are nothing like her diatribes about Jamie Lynn, who she called scum this week. I don't know if we need to talk about it again because it's the I know same, I saw that post and I was like, okay. <laughs> I know, but her diatribes against Mr. Timberlake are nothing like that. It's very much like respect we've moved on we were kids we broke up etc I'm still mad about both events okay it, you is, know? it is okay to be mad it is it is good that Janet Jackson has forgiven yes and I guess you know if I was not as personally affected by this whole Super Bowl debacle I had no idea it was such a big deal oh, until like I started altering. living with you life um, and and so if Janet Jackson wants me to forgive Justin Timberlake I I guess I will forgive I forgive Justin Timberlake but it is okay if if it's gonna take you a while to get there it will as take we me said a while. earlier blood is thicker than water and Janet is family <laughs> as well she That's is your true. mother That's you have your grandparents <laughs> Janet, your mother. This is quite the family tree. The family tree. I will say not to give away anything, but the races don't make sense. (laughs) But (laughs) it is quite the family tree. And I I do. I love that Janet can forgive and move on. And, you know, I hope one day before I'm in the ground, I will forgive. I think you can. (laughs) I think I can. I think one day you'll get there. Um, So another big thing that happened this week, I'm kind of hopping over. So if the stories aren't in the right order, I apologize. But did you see that Joni Mitchell and now Neil Young well, no, it was Neil Young and I now Joni Mitchell. I know, but I'm, oh, well, whatever. Yes, you know yes. what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Both of them have removed their music from Spotify. Yes. I feel like a certain age bracket of people are very upset. Yes. <laughs> you know, and this is all in response to the misinformation that Joe Rogan spreads on his podcast um, about 
vaccinations and he's very anti-vax and believes you can take horse pills or something to yeah. cure COVID. And but I he like offers a platform for people who believe that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, I, I felt like what made this worse was after Neil Young did initially, like the CEO of Spotify came out the statement that was very much like as much as like we may disagree with like what rappers say on songs, like we keep them on the platform and like we'll do the same for Joe Rogan. It's like, well, you don't have an exclusive deal with the musical artists on your platform. You are not like completely like funding this man, spreading the misinformation. You couldn't even put like. I don't know some sort of warning at the beginning of his shows Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like the fact that it's a Spotify exclusive they're very much in business with this person Mm -hmm. and the artists are dropping out I don't know if it's going to be happen more and more but they're going to have to do something I mean I'm seeing these articles about how Spotify is losing like so much money in revenue billions yes so it's like I know because everyone's been canceling their Spotify I haven't yet and I mean this I mean this podcast is on Spotify Um, but it's still like uh, as things go on and I mean if more if, if Mariah comes out and takes her music off I'm going with her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain artists I really need or the music platform doesn't make any sense anymore. Mm. So it's just, I just wonder how it's all going to shake out because I don't feel like we're at the end of this. No. I mean, if, if it seems to be, the thing is like, hopefully like things get settled very quickly Mm. and because it's, they're losing a lot of money very quickly. But like Like this this had a bigger effect on Spotify than I thought it would. I, I just wonder what settled even means. Does that mean they just kick him off Spotify. Like Joe, I think you got to yeah. drop Joe Rogan. Yeah, I don't know. Or if, I, even like if it's something like a disclaimer in the beginning or mm. something like that. You know, a disclaimer would be lovely. Um, I don't. I just am wondering what what the end result is. So I guess stay tuned. Uh, I imagine if I've learned anything from Housewives, which again we'll get to later. Um, they, they've got to let him go at some point. Once he mm-hmm. becomes more of a liability than he is bringing listeners and money into the platform, they're just going to have to drop him. There's like no, I don't think there's a way around it. Yeah. So, you know, guess we'll all stay tuned and see how that all shakes yeah. out. Um, and now we're up to the Matt Steele story of the week. Okay. So the Celebrity Big Brother season three cast has been revealed. Um, let's see who's on there. Let's see who's on there. There's Real Housewives of Atlanta. Former Real Housewives of Atlanta star Cynthia Bailey. Mm-hmm. There's um, Todrick Hall. Mm-hmm. There's Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Bridges. Chris Kattan. Lamar Odom. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Teddy Mellencamp, which is truly, I cannot think of a worse housewife than Teddy. So that's something to w- Worse like how? Like how is she bad? Paint dry. Bo- like beyond okay. boring and without boring, like she's, uh, she runs basically a... Uh, a wellness thing like a food a dieting food uh i don't even know like inspiration kind of thing where you get a coach who talks you over the phone and basically yells at you if you eat over a thousand calories a day okay so that's wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) just so we're clear Mm -hmm. um and yeah so she's a bore who else is there are we who are you most excited about um carson kressley carson kressley like carson kressley a lot um the, the thing is the Okay, the thing with this Big Brother, the Celebrity Big Brother cast is everyone wants Tiffany New York Pollard. Right. Everyone wants Tiffany New York Pollard. That is what everyone wants. She is not going to be on CBS. CBS is not wow. going to have like it is just because she's too like controversial. And, and especially like, as the years continue to go on and mm. and network television becomes its own thing and has a very very different demographic than will ever accept Tiffany New York mm. Pollard. Um, it, it, it's just becoming so separated the audience 
for network television. I can't ever foresee Tiffany Pollard but being But this is still a brother. reality TV show and I feel like when you think of modern reality television, a lot of the nucleus of that is New York. I like know. I feel like there's even if you have a different demo that you're catering to, she every sort of dramatic reality show people are taking from the New York playbook. But see like the people who are who were on the previous two seasons of Celebrity Big Brother were not people of that reality TV ilk. You know, the VH1 reality. No, maybe not era, VH1, you know? you're right. And and so so it is very disappointing and devastating. The, and the thing with this cast is a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know, like three quarters of the people. Right. It's just like, I saw something very wise on Twitter. Oh. Big Brother fandom that we said. We love wisdom from Twitter. <laughs> from Big Brother Twitter especially. Oh, Lord. I don't need to know who they are. I just need to care. Mm. So if these people provide a show, if they give us entertainment, then I am all for it. If they are there to play, I am there for it. From what I've seen in their pre-show interviews about who their favorite previous players were, it yes. seems like none of these people except for Todrick have ever seen Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of like, oh, like Chris Kirkpatrick, I was excited that it was him because that was because when it said a member of a boy band, yeah. like, they hinted at it. I was like, oh, Lance Bass, it'll right. be Lance Bass and everything. And when it was Chris, I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, what's what he been up to? Um, and he like said his favorite players and, and I was just like, oh, no, Chris, no. <laughs> Are they all like people fans dislike, essentially? Uh, uh yeah, well, not, Wasn't, didn't you add the racist guy in? Yeah. Ooh, mess. Um, and it was just like, oh, you you definitely weren't watching that. Um, but and Todrick Hall, of course, listed like ten names of the, just people who he's friends with. Oh um, my the god! Thing is, Todrick Hall, um, he was like pushing to be on Celebrity Big Brother since. Uh, Big Brother 23 ended really? in September. Oh, he Im- immediately made friends with all of the cast and oh. had them stay at his house for oh, like a week plus. Oh, right. I think I remember yes. you telling and me so that. Everyone was just like, he wants to be on Celebrity Big Brother mm. and everything. And the thing with Todrick is he knows what the fans want to see on the show. That's true. So he might be able to give it to us. All right. Now, the super fans of Big Brother on Celebrity Big Brother always are like the first to go. Oh, really? Like uh, Jonathan Bennett was the first one to go Celebrity Big Brother 2. Mm. Shannon Elizabeth, who's a giant Big Brother fan, she was like the third to go. She was about to be the second, but Keisha Knight Pulliam's breast milk dried up or something, <laughs> so she had to go early. Um, so Todrick might be like very an early boot, but... If the cast provides entertainment and they're there to play the game, I'm all for it. We'll see what happens. Why do the super fans go first? Is it because the other people in the house know that they're super fans and like you must know more about this game than everyone else does? Let's get you out of here. Um, there's a little bit of that sentiment, but also like they kind of like play really hard out yeah. the gate, and the other people literally have no idea what they're doing. So, <laughs> so like they're just like, oh, they're playing this game really hard. Mm, Let's get them out. So yeah. we'll see how how Todrick does. The only like disappointing thing about the cast to me really is it follows the same formula as. The other Celebrity Big Brother cast, like there's the basketball player, the Real Housewives, yeah. the guy or girl from the 80s or 90s sitcom, mm. um, which like is all fine and good. I like all these people, but it's just like it's we've like done this. the Olympic like, athlete. Yeah. It's like we okay. could definitely do something different. Yeah, exactly. Well, from different places. Yeah, I get that. But you know, the the UFC fighter, the UFC fighter in this season has purple hair like the UFC fighter in the previous season. Wow. It's like, okay, come on. Let's do something a little different. A little I feel different. like that's not too much to ask yeah, right but whatever give us a show give us a show all right we i'll be there wednesday show. night okay i can't believe it premieres so soon i don't know why i imagine this would be like a few weeks out nope wow 20 and it's over the 23rd wow of february 20 okay. days um did you see what sean penn said 
<laughs> so Sean Penn, lest we forget, who portrayed Harvey Milk. Won an Oscar. Won an Oscar. For portraying Harvey Milk. Says that men have become quite feminized. He says, I don't think being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. I think that men have, in my view, become quite feminized. I have these very strong women in my life who do not take masculinity as a sign of oppression towards them. Who said that? Uh, there are a lot of people of, I think, cowardly genes that lead people to surrendering their genes and putting on a that's the weirdest part of the like, quote. What are you talking about? Like, you think about? cowardly jeans make you want to put on a skirt? Right. Uh, maybe and people just like the breeze. <laughs> like, I, that doesn't seem cowardly to me. And they like the feeling of a twirl. And it's also like, does that last sentence not completely negate what you said about like the powerful women? Is like, you're like, I think they're powerful and amazing, but like, oh, some men want to wear skirts. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, we shouldn't want to become them. It's no. Like, okay. Uh, you know, not nobody's perfect and I knew Sean Penn is definitely not perfect but I thought Sean Penn was a little more perfect than this like (laughs) come on like this is dude this is like 2002 stuff like this is just sounds so dated you are 20 years late with your takes and also what were we even talking to him about does he have a new movie out like is he promoting something I want to say I read somewhere that he was like sitting next to his daughter during this interview and his daughter was like Oof, God. like dead silent. I bet she was. Yeah, and I, I just think it's so interesting. It goes back to when you know the, um, that the year of the Oscars where it was, uh, Milk was you know up and everything, mm. and it was very much between between Sean Penn and Mickey Rourke for the wrestler for best leading actor, and Mickey Rourke was just like, oh well, you know, Sean Penn. It's crazy that he's nominated for for Milk uh, because he's the most homophobic guy I know. <laughs> I remember that. I know. And everyone was like, oh, that's a weird thing to say, and it's like, well. I guess when you're right, you're right. <laughs> Thanks, Mickey Rourke, for giving us that preview of what was to come. And, you know, I don't doubt that Sean Penn is, like, okay with being gay and everything. Is he? I would hope so. <laughs> Jesus God. But, Sean, Sean, I no. hope he learned a lesson here. I mean. This was rough. This is a very rough quote. That is, it's just so embarrassing. Like, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you look at your daughter? And how do you look at everyone who cheered you on for milk back in the day? I know. Give that Oscar back, bitch. <laughs> like, you don't deserve it. <laughs> Give it back. I mean, he's great. <laughs> well, he can be great and homophobic elsewhere. Uh, did you see that Mel C's coming out the memoir? I did. Sporty Spice. I, know, I, gotta, I, I gotta pre-order it. Well, oh, excuse me. Not a, it's an autobiography. Is there a difference between a memoir and an autobiography? It feels the same to me. Uh, uh, it's, it's, I think feel like memoir is just a fancier way of saying autobiography. Uh, well, you know, Mariah loves a memoir. A memoir. <laughs> yes, Mariah is very memoir. She is. She's the memoirs of an imperfect angel. I'm excited for that. Good for her. Um, there was one other. Oh, just wanting to let us all know. For anyone, I feel like some people much like Matt Seals' Big Brother rants don't talk about housewives and don't care about them, but I must give everyone an update because, of course, another week means that there's more Real Housewives of Orange, of uh, Salt Lake City mess, like garbage mess. So there's a new housewife named Jenny. Her name is Jenny Wen, and she's been very fine this season, like doesn't jump off the page, but like inoffensive. Um, but she's always had this big problem with this girl, Mary, who is the black cast member on the show. Okay. In fairness, Mary is possibly a cult leader and out of her mind. Oh, I love that. But put her like, in the Big Brother house. I mean, because she'll probably be off the show too, so she'll be available. Oh, um, Big Brother Four, Celebrity Big Brother Four. Can't <laughs> excited wait. Excited for that. But she was always like reacting to Mary in such an out like outsized way versus she would react to the other women. Like I feel like she only blew up on Mary throughout the entire season, and like people would be in her face screaming at her. And she would be able to keep her demeanor. But if it was Mary, she would really explode. 
Comes out, someone finds her old Facebook post from 2020. Oh, no. Not an old Facebook post from I 2020. Mean, and you know what that means. She's a thin blue line person. She is a, um, if you don't, if you follow the police's orders, you won't get shot person. She's like retweeting just the most racist, hateful, anti-BLM memes you've ever seen in your entire life. She initially comes out and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I was misinformed. I thought I was supporting police and now I know I was like being cruel and projecting hate. Then the next day is like, but actually that was my social media manager who put that up. And it's like, on your personal Facebook po- on your personal Facebook post before you were a Real Housewife, mm. why? Um, and then uh, it takes days and days, and everyone is tweeting at Andy Cohen, being like, "Fire this woman! Like this is unacceptable." If you're going to fire Jackson Stassi from Vanderpump Rules and Kristen for being racist, like this woman's as racist, if not more so. It took them like five or six days, and uh, they finally did fire her, which was like, "That's great, love that she's been fired." Jenny jumps on an Instagram live. Uh, because she's finally able to tell her side of the story now that she's been fired from Bravo. Okay. She basically comes out as proudly Republican. And oh, wait, the live is, of course, not just her, but her and what? Her black friend from out of town. Oh, no, not a black <laughs> friend from out of town. She flew him in basically just to sit next to her and be like, we're friends. Like, she's not. She never at any point said that she was for Black Lives Matter. She basically continued to blame it on the social media manager and kept being like, why? I just support police and I'm a proud Republican. I realize those memes were wrong. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Jenny. You cannot be both insanely boring and also violently racist. Like, what have you brought to me? Like, you have, I have nothing, like, I've gotten nothing from you. I will you miss you 0% now that you are gone. And it's like, I just don't know. Also, why do the Bravo people not do better background checks? Like, if in a fan This can was find- 2020. Exactly. Like, that was when she was cast. That's like, the year she was cast like, on when the you're show. Like, oh no, the old Facebook posts reemerged. I'm like, yes. oh, from 2011. No. Oh, from 2009. 2020. 2020. Please. And that's the thing. A part of Bravo's like statement was like, we're going to do a better job with casting. It's like, bitch, you better. Because this was so easy to find. If a fan can find it this easily, what is your excuse? And the same thing happened on The Bachelor. It's like, who, who, who does these jobs? And why are you so fucking terrible at it? Like, Get it together. We don't want to see racists on our TV screen. Is that so much to ask? If you were racist on television. If you were racist on television, that, that'd be nice. It would be nice. You know? A good dream for 2023. You know, and <laughs> she, she could have like very easily like been, well, I don't know exactly what those, the Facebook posts said, mm. but you know, if she had, if she said, you know, you know, oh, I thought I was doing this, but really like I realize now da, 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 then it could be like, okay, well you're at least saying you learned who knows if it's true, right. but you know, at least you're saying you learned and everything, but just the fact that it just she added more to it and it yeah. just became such more of a mess it's like oh. i know so goodbye to you to quote michelle branch in her great hit song goodbye to you is there anything else we need to tell the people matt Steele? not much but just that we love them and we'll be back in two seconds to take our two second break yes two second break coming up now we'll be back with more two gay mats the podcast you know what I just realized? That's Why? a good thing. Yes. Since you have to be quiet in your apartment from now on. <laughs> That's not true. The next Matt Palmer album should be nothing but just... <laughs> Darling, no. <laughs> we will be belting at moments. Everyone get ready for it. Sorry, grandparents. I want some air. I want Sorry, some air. I've given, I've given air on songs. All and maybe right. there'll be some air, but 
You know I love a belt. All right. You know all I right. love a belt. <laughs> I guess it's exciting that people will know there will be tone on the next Matt Palmer yes, music album. Absolutely. All right. So we are on to email my heart. This yes. is the section of the podcast where you answer, where we answer some <laughs> questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com yes. to spell T-W-O or you can comment on this video if you are watching this podcast on YouTube. Yes. Um, so the, we got two emails this week. Right. Um, and one of them what is about something that I figured we would talk about in News for Idiots and the other thing is something that we are talking about in Giving Me Moments. Absolutely. So it's going to be an interesting email my heart I'm excited. Segment. Uh, so this um, is emails from Danny and Danny says, hi. Hi, Mats. I hope you had a great week. English is not my first language. I'm from Chile. Yes, the country where my new millennial left-wing president tweeted supporting Taylor Swift. Nice. Iconic president. Great job, Chile. Um, so sorry if this is not super well-written email. And it's great. Beautiful, <laughs> um, but two things happened this week that made me think, Ugh, I need to know the two gay mats oh, opinion. Right. About I, this. Forgot about this. I was listening to your podcast when the Taylor Damon drama happened. She doesn't write her own songs. What? She doesn't write her own songs? The audacity. I don't consider myself a Swifty. I just started to appreciate Taylor Swift's songs when the pandemic started, but I love Folklore, Evermore, Reputation, and some songs from Red, 1989, Lover, and Fearless. Uh, Danny, Speak Now should be in there. But um, <laughs> Leave Danny alone. <laughs> uh, I think this drama was so dumb, so unnecessary. It's 2022. But hey, an uh, ex, uh, Gen X white man talking with total confidence, uh, total confidence in bold about something he doesn't know. Nothing new. Get it? Uh, also tomorrow, January 27th, Charlie XCX will release her new song featuring Rina Sawayama. Mm. I don't know much about Charlie XCX's career, but Good Ones is a bop. And Rina, we all know, is such a queen. Of course. Cannot wait to listen to her second album and your opinion about Beg For You, their collab. I think we'll be out at 10 a.m. over there, 3 p.m. over here. That's it. Hugs, stay safe, and thank you for being my company and making me laugh while I'm cooking or trying to work out. I Aww. hate working out, but listening to your podcast while I'm walking fast makes me focus on you <laughs> and not the suffering. It's a great technique, hey, Danny. I do it myself. That's the way to do it. P.S. I watched Mass because of Matt Steele and loved it. Iconic. Uh, and PS2, we actually celebrated when Gabriel, the new president, won last December. The other alternative was a Trump, was like Trump. Fascist, no. homophobic, anti-women, anti-global warming. His family was literally related to Nazism. So, yay. Ugh. Good for you, Danny. Good for you, Chile. It's I hate that every election feels like vote for the one guy or like the end of your life person. <laughs> like the worst person on planet Earth is going against some other guy. Right. Sometimes the good guy wins. That's true. Oh, Sometimes all right. we get it. We do. So, yes, I had considered this for news for idiots and truly just forgot it but uh damon albarn who i believe is the lead singer or a, a member of the band blur which was a rock band in the 90s had done a, like an interview and talked about younger artists and said asked like oh what do you think about taylor swift's writing and uh responded she doesn't write her own songs and then the interviewer corrected which i was like yes and he was like oh no she clearly does yeah she, he's like no she co-writes and i know what co-writing means and then went on to say oh but i love billy eilish which she and uh phineas do together so amazing and it's like wait why why is it okay when billy co-writes and not okay when taylor co-writes and to just come out of nowhere with this critique in 2022, when we've all seen Taylor Swift as a writer, you can see 
her writing only on Speak Now. There's no other person credited on that album in the writing category. Like, why are we still doing this? Why are we trying to discredit this woman who, even if I have some issues with her, is a songwriter? Like, period. What who? Period. What do you gain from this? If you are a musician, mm. and by now you don't know the simple fact that Taylor Swift writes her own music, what are you doing in the industry? That's like me being like, oh, I'm running for um, the House of Representatives, and I have no idea who that Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. <laughs> like, this is just like something that literally everyone knows. That interviewer could have been my mom, and and he could have been like, oh, she doesn't write her own music, and she would have been like, I think she does. <laughs> like, how do you not know? Like, how can you not acknowledge this at this point, whether you are a fan of hers or right. not? That's the thing. You don't have to be a fan. But in the thing, so wait, we all know that Taylor has to respond. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so Taylor responds on Twitter and says, I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this, which like, were you, girl? I, iconic, though. You got to start it off with that. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. And then he responds, I totally agree with you. <laughs> like, what are you fucking talking about? You just said that she didn't write her own songs. I had a conversation about songwriting and sadly it was reduced to clickbait. Um, We saw the full quote. She corrected you and then you fought back saying she didn't write her own songs. She was a co-writer. I apologize uh, unreservedly and unconditionally. The last thing I would want to do is discredit your songwriting. I hope you understand. Uh, The thing that is so annoying when people are like, oh, what I said was completely like misquoted and And taken taken out out of context context. when they don't explain what their actual quote was when like. If you're saying this happened a different way in real life, then say what happened. Right. Like I, I don't understand why you can't back that up. But you know what? I hope he learned something. I don't know that. The thing is, like, and he, it seemed like he was so excited to just like trash Taylor Swift. I it's know. Like if someone asked you about an artist's writing or whatever, and even if you don't have any opinion, yeah. or even if you don't like it, just be like, oh yeah. Like, right. What a talent! What a talent! Like we we should have more people like so passionate about. Period. Writing, it's you know? like you're allowed to not like whatever music you don't like, but just like to go publicly and trash uh, someone who's in the same industry as you feels completely out of left field and wrong. And also, like I feel like trashing Taylor Swift and like saying she doesn't write her own music is again so very late. It's like oh my god, yeah, it's not 2007 I'm anymore. So people. tired like, of this conversation. I thought we reached the end of this. And you're just begging for exactly. a Taylor Swift response. Like, sir, do you not know what happens on social media? And it's like, do you think he just wanted press? I don't know what the goal here or like what he was trying to get out of it, but it truly didn't happen. And. Yeah. And the fact That's that enough. he's like, oh, but Billie Eilish. Right. It's like she co-writes with her brother. So uh, <laughs> why why are you trashing co-writers? But she makes real music. I, she's real. Because it's dark. It's dark. All Taylor stuff is so happy. Oh, yeah. He said like it's it's like endlessly like upbeat and everything. Right. And it's like have you. You've not heard the all too well 10 minute version, darling. Yes. Like <laughs> literally the most recent number one song. Right. Of hers. Of hers. That she wrote. Reminder. Yes. That she wrote, uh, uh, wrote, wrote her ass with a capital off during, W. Oh, a classic. Yeah, insane. But okay, so this question will lead us into giving me moments. Yes, um, it is it from will. Susan. And she says, email my heart. Hello, Matt and Matt. I'm sitting here trying to stay warm and thinking of how great the Janet Jackson show Uh, was. I hope you saw it. And if you have, I am wondering your thoughts about it. I loved it. And it brought back great memories. And I learned so much about things I didn't know through the years. mm. Colden, NYS, New York State. Susan. Oh, thank you for this question, because this is, of course, my giving you moments. Janet Jackson 
is one of my favorite artists of all time. I feel like we all know this. If you've seen the old Two Gay Mats videos, like Janet's right there because even though my whole thing was I loved that Mariah put out an album every year. So as a child with like, you know, a short attention span, it was exciting. Yes. But when Janet put out an album, it was a fucking event. Like the, I feel like I say this whenever Janet comes out, but there was never going to be a better four album run than Control Rhythm Nation Janet Velvet Rope. Like, I mean, that's incredible. Unbelievable. And I feel like it took us such a long time post 2004 for her to really come back around and for people to be like, wait, this was completely fucked up how we all treated her. She is an absolute legend and she needs to be given her flowers. So the documentary was so wonderful in shining more of a light on her, reminding people of her brilliance. And I thought it was really great. I feel like Janet is definitely someone who is never going to be fully forthcoming. Like she's a private person just mm-hmm. by nature and like kind of shy. So you're only going to get so deep, but she was like, I so deep, so, go deep darling. <laughs> <laughs> and you, she only gets to that point because she's, she's private, but she's like, okay, what happened in this first relationship? Like he, I, I he was addicted. And I, it was very interesting to me to hear about Renee, her relationship with her like creative partner between rhythm nation and almost they divorced right before all for you. So during mm-hmm. Much of this four album reign, he was there. And he, in a lot of ways, when you first see them together, he like was filming everything. Like there, he has so much footage of the, around that time. He was filming at her every time they had a conversation to the point where it was like kind of annoying for her. Like there mm-hmm. were video of her like trying to have a nice moment with her mom and him being behind the camera, like, oh Janet, give 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 your mom one more kiss. Like it's gonna look great. It's just for us, but it's gonna look great. Just one more. He's like trying to direct her life. And Janet's like, no, my mom doesn't want to be on camera. Like it's, it's too staged. Like stop doing this. Yeah, these now. are home videos. It's home videos. <laughs> but then it's like, how much did Janet or this documentary pay this man to get access to those videos? Because they mm. were as much as it was annoying that he was doing that and it was like obnoxious, we did get to see Michael and or excuse me, Janet and or you know her brother writing Scream in this documentary. It was just like holy wow. Shit. Just the two of you in that room writing the song that I remember watching the video premiere for live in 1995 and it like shaking my entire world. Um, there was so much information about her relationships and also her relationship with her brother. I felt like personally it was a little bit too much Michael slash Jackson 5 stuff because by the end of the second hour we were just getting into Rhythm Nation and I'm like, wait. <laughs> I, I need so much more about her artistry. But it was interesting. But it also was like, oh, you can see that like th- things were not all well and good between Janet and Michael when they were filming that video. Like the label had made it so Michael filmed at night and Janet filmed during the day. So it was like they were more like they were competing than she was supporting him. Oh. It was like the video was shot in segments and it was like, well, who's going to do better? Who's going to do a better job? And like all this stuff. And then the whole reason she did the song was to support him. So it was just like their relationship drifted and drifted from that point until close to the end of Michael's life. I think that's so sad. That I they know. Would, like, it feels like the, it felt like the industry was trying to like pit them against each I other. Know. And it's like, can you not just be happy that you have like two of the most talented human beings on earth working together and, and you, are related? And it's just, I, it's so beautiful to see like the kids at rhythm nation just being like, we want Janet. We Aww. like, you forget like she was the Beyonce of that time. Well, you forget. I don't forget. People <laughs> forget. <laughs> People that are not me forgot that. And I just love that we learned so much more about her. We learned how serious her relationship with Jermaine Dupri was. She was planning to have babies with this man. Uh, and he was like, uh, dating Janet Jackson, like made girls even more attracted to me. And you know what? I guess I just, I was a man. So it's like, okay. So Ugh. you cheat. Do you imagine being Jermaine Dupri mm-hmm. dating Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and then cheating? I, I can't. I fathom. mean, it's the same thing. It's like Jay-Z cheating on Beyonce. I know. It's, it's like, like are, guys, are, have we all looked in the mirror lately? It's like, sir, you happened into the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. 
Let's not put that in jeopardy. Like, I am a gay man. Yes. And if I was married to Janet Jackson, I would just be like, well, never having sex with a man Never. Again. Never. never. No, Janet, I'm all yours. It's for Janet, darling. And like, I, I also love to see how, even though it was such a hard ending with Renee, like how happy she was on set of the All For You video and like that whole era was so positive for her and seeing all of the other artists like Missy Elliott and um, Lee Daniels and Mariah, obviously, just like supporting her. It's like... Let's all remember her importance and seeing her again. They showed clips of her being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It just was really exciting. And it seems like they hinted to Black Diamond really coming. There was a new song playing during the closing credits that sounded really good. What is Black Diamond? Black is Diamond the next... was the album that uh, Made For Now was supposed to be on. And oh, she was, Made she, For Now. She, I remember. And she announced Black Diamond right before the pandemic. And then we heard no word. Oh, no. So I think it's really going to come out. I hope it really comes out. I'm so excited. I just love the renewed interest. It also, I still thought it was interesting, like I did in the trailer, that Justin did reach out and ask her if she wanted to be a part of his Super Bowl performance. I get why she turned it down. She's like, I don't want to drudge up old memories and all of this. But it was truly, that that line was the most I've liked Justin Timberlake in years. All right. <laughs> because good for you. Because that's what you should have done. Yeah. That's what you should have done. Yeah. So that's nice that he did that. Even though it still feels like we've just scratched the surface, I feel like for a person wanting a Janet 101, this is a great introductory Four hours. Okay. <laughs> and I recommend the documentary. It was very well made. She's very open. And you just, you also forget just like what a giant entertainment family the Jacksons were. They moved to Encino and were the black fam- first black family in Encino. And even though they were the Jackson Five at this point, they had this huge compound. There were like around the city people it was a controversy that they were there because they were black and it's like we all forget that this is within our parents lifetime that this was happening that this was as segregated as the world was and the fact that there were like petitions to get them out of Encino it's just like these are the Jacksons. It's yeah, like, and they're they're these wildly right, <laughs> like famous, talented famous, people. Talented people. It's like, it's like, imagine if the Obamas moved on your street and there was a petition to get them out. It's just like completely unfathomable. Yeah. But anyways, I recommend everyone watch it. It truly is lovely. I just. And I've been revisiting her music even more so. It's just like Rhythm Nation and Velvet Rope are my two favorites, but all four of those, even all for you, I didn't give enough credit for growing up because I was no Velvet Rope, but then it's like nothing's Velvet Rope. It's just listen to Janet, watch the doc. You will not be disappointed. And let's go Black Diamond. Yes, let's here. go Black I can't wait for that. Well, so, I'm excited for you. It seems like the, the Janet documentary, it even cured your COVID. It did. You, you, you had COVID when you when you started it, and I then did. when it was over, you were like, oh, I, was I don't like, have it. You know, I guess I didn't sneeze or don't have any congestion or feel fine. So That's the power of Janet. Hey, she's a powerful lady. Matt Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments? Okay, so um, <laughs> this isn't really giving me moments because it hasn't started yet. Okay. And it's also, I'm... I'm kind of worried about it because I'm just like, oh, no, I'm totally fucked. Why? Because of it. So Arissa Cox. Sorry to go back to Big Brother, guys. <laughs> Arissa Cox. Who's Arissa Cox? She's the host of Big Brother Canada. Oh, OK. Which apparently is like way better than Big Brother US. Wow. And someone really, really wonderful. I was talking about it like probably like a year and a half ago, two mm. years ago that I never seen Big Brother Canada. And this person sent me a link to all the different seasons of Big Brother Canada. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the link like stopped working. Oh, like, no. And so I didn't really get to watch all this, the seasons of Big Brother Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I was always like, oh, all the real fans know all the seasons of Big Brother Canada. Not you. Well, Arissa Cox posted this week. It's been a long time coming for our international fans. No. Big Brother Canada, seasons one, two, three, 
five, and seven. <laughs> is this Paramount Plus? We'll be streaming on Paramount Plus. I knew it. February sixteenth. I knew it was because seasons were missing, and that's what they do with the real world. And it's so fucked up. Like, give us all the seasons, but sorry, don't. Let me well, and so I'm just like. I will never leave my couch. I will never leave the couch that Connor gave me. Like, I will be on... Oh, no, February 16th. I should have my new couch by then. Nice. Ooh, I'm going to wear that couch in. I can't wait. I will be in front of my TV for months, <laughs> for days, for out for centuries. Because I'm also still watching Survivor. I was going to say. And Celebrity Big Brother. And the, the Lord knows I'll still be watching Big Brother Canada wow. when the summer Big Brother's happening. You're going to be very busy. I know. But I'm so excited to finally watch Big Brother Canada. I assume because mm. what they a lot of um, platforms do is they release like a couple seasons yeah. of shows. Yeah. And then with so you'll like hope that other seasons are released later so you'll keep the your subscription, subscription going. Okay. So I'm hoping by the time I get to there have been nine seasons of Big Brother Canada. Um, so I'm hoping by the time I'm supposed to get to four, four will be on Paramount mm. Plus because I will not watch out of order. I will oh, not. Interesting. Oh, no. I if mean, I, if there is not four by the time I'm supposed to get to four, I will stop at three and wait patiently. But the, I love that this isn't even like a linear television show. It's not like you're watching This Is Us. Like it's just a game. No, I have to watch in order. I'm huh. watching all of Survivor. I have to watch it in order. Well, I, I mean, I hate to be the bearer, but the real world seasons have been missing for. Ye- like ever since Paramount Plus has been here. Okay, well, maybe by the time I finish three, that link that um, I'm sorry, I forget your name. Who's who sent the yes, links the before? Um, the listeners sent. Maybe that link will work again. Okay, and and season four will work on that link. One because I have to watch in order because I have because each season influences the next, and I have to. Do that. They're just reality no, competition shows, right? No, there are so many things that influence the next season. I mean, I. I trust that you're right. I, I am. I don't get I it. Am. I don't get it. I don't get it. We'll get it. <laughs> You'll learn to get it. You can sit and watch with me. I'll have my new couch. You're invited over. I mean, it seems like I'll be coming over when we have a late night two game match anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I'll be there. So maybe we'll just, you know, sneak in some Big Brother Canada while I'm there. All right. Great. Yeah. All our, right. You know, our neighbors don't. Well, my neighbors don't complain. They don't. I so. feel like I barely hear any neighbors at that place. Yeah. At our old place? Oh, yeah. Our Walsworth. I loved yes, that. it was great. Loved that. Yeah. Um, okay. And then you left me. Okay. Well, you're doing fine. You and, you know, Daniel are doing great. We love the new duo. The new dynamic duo. The new dynamic duo. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make him watch Big Brother with me. He's He watched Survivor, a couple episodes of Survivor with me yesterday, and he was just like... This is intense. <laughs> this is really intense. And, and he's like, this is blurry because it was from 2003. Oh, yeah. It's a different time. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. Is there anything else we need to tell the people before we say goodbye? I don't think so. Ah, well, we love you very much, and we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Have a Bye. great week. Bye. Yes.